Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, did you see that leaked image of the Banshee for that Pandora attraction, whatever? The top secret, super clear, now we know everything <laughs> image of the Banshee? I have never seen a more, like, blurry cam leaked image in my entire life. It is the worst. <laughs> okay, okay, but... See, here's the worst the, quality. Here's the thing. It is the it is the worst quality. I mean, it, it so, is somebody somebody found their Motorola razor and said, oh, I got to snap a picture of this Banshee vehicle. No, no. Somebody <laughs> took their took their uh, their camcorder from 1983 <laughs> and and recorded on XP and then took that took that VHS or excuse me, that beta tape and then transferred it to VHS, and then took a picture of their TVs, and that's how we ended up with this image. But <laughs> The listeners may think you're joking, but if you haven't seen the image, uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. It is horrible, like the quality. I don't understand how you could take an image with such low quality. But anyway, continue. Uh, yes, yes. it did. It, and, and what happened is it legitimately, I, you can definitely tell that it came from a video, and it probably was way zoomed in to, to even get what we have. But WDWNT has provided us with an image of the Banshee so that now we have some idea of what this attraction is going to look like. And now I've, I've seen some people saying that this is, a, this is not the final uh, Banshee, that, th that this is not what you're going to actually see. You're going to see something like it, uh, but that that actually came from a, uh, from a test that Imagineering was doing earlier on and none of us none of us can really know for sure but the one thing that i will say is regardless of whether or not this is actually what we're going to see or not this actually made me a lot uh well maybe not a lot but this definitely made me more excited for this attraction because i i guess i had not fully conceptualized that this is like they they were actually thinking about they they were always talking about you were going to ride a banshee, but I don't know that I right. ever interpreted that as we're going to have a banshee thing for you to be sitting on top of and riding. The ride vehicle almost plays like the uh, light cycles of the Tron ride in Shanghai. Yes, yes, and I and I've seen quite a few people making that comparison, and I wonder because it you know among the among the many things that are hard to tell, uh, you know, so, somebody brought up that 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 there are actually two people. On this on this ride vehicle, yeah. Uh, and looking at it, it, it seems kind of weird to call it ride vehicle, because I mean, honestly, the the picture for for all of its blurriness and everything looks like a banshee more than yeah more than I would call it a ride vehicle. But uh, but yeah, a lot of people are questioning, you know, how is that restraint system going to work? Are we going to see a restraint system? Similar to, to Tron Light Cycle. That's what I was about to say. I mean, there's clearly no restraint system on this one. Yeah, as a tester, you know, that's probably sitting on the ground, there's clearly no, no restraint system at all. And how would you restrain someone? I mean, you know those bananas that you can tow behind a boat? That yeah. kind of is what it looks like. And how do you restrain someone on something like that? When their feet are just hanging off the side? You know, I, I don't understand how you could. 
again, please go look at this. Uh, please take a moment, <laughs> go to the show notes, look at this picture. Uh, you know, because uh, again, it's it's linked there in the show notes. Because while Jeremy is absolutely right, it is in in many ways similar to that banana behind the boat. I don't. I I'm just scared that people now have this image of a banana as what they're going to ride. Um, but but yes, the it's the, a banana with a dragon head on it. There you go. There you go. Now 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 there's no need to go look at it because it's been accurately described. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I that was a pretty perfect uh, description. So abso- no need to go look. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, again, I I do agree that the Tron the Tron type restraint system could work well there. Though I yeah. I don't know that that again. If if the final design includes two people, like how would that how, how? would that work? Because yeah. how would you get two people into that? Because my understanding is that the back of that kind of moves forward and clips you into place more or less, right? Yeah. If you know if you know what like a Kawasaki or a Suzuki like sport bike looks like, where you kind of you sit down, but you're basically pushing your belly against the the fuel tank of the motorcycle and then holding onto the handlebars. You do that and then a thing comes up and like kind of gets gets you right on the small of your back. And that's how it locks you in. So you're really sitting forward, much much more forward than the normal, you know, pressed up against the, the light cycle. And Which again the is nothing nothing like what this picture looks like. Right. Yeah. And so I'd, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a very interesting look at, at something that, you know, for, for all we know, could be years old at this point. But, but again, re- years old, actually the final design, whatever it is, I think in some part of my head, I had just come to this conclusion that we were basically going to be sitting, it, that it was basically going to be a Soarin' attraction where you're sitting yeah. in a chair or you're you're sitting on something and essentially we're going to depend on the environment to give the impression that you are riding on a banshee more right. than we're actually going to give you something that you would look down and think oh I'm riding on a banshee of right. course um so i i guess i guess i'm kind of ex- i i guess i'm kind of happy that this leak happened if for no other reason than it confirmed to me that we're riding banshees <laughs> It's definitely going to be interesting and unique, and uh, I think they need stuff like this to get people to kind of buy into the whole thing. Like, yeah, the theming is is crazy and very bioluminescent and very surreal and stuff, and then uh, the attractions are also unique. You know, it does look like you're going to be in front of a screen and much like Soren, but if if you have something to differentiate uh, this Pandora attraction from Soren and make them make them different enough that people say like if you like Soren then you'll really like this because they're they're similar but but it's still worth riding the other one you Ra- know what i rather mean than, like, rather than rather than you rode Soren so if you have some spare time you might want to ride this right. but you rode Soren so you basically already rode this that's what right. you want to avoid right yes yeah you, you want to you don't want people to say like it, they're basically the same so, ride one or the other so so interesting interesting thought here so you have the you have the Banshee attraction, right? Which is yeah. Soren. Again, we're we've we've both <laughs> agreed it's very but let's just say it's Soren, right? And yes. then you have the the boat attraction, which we don't really know very much about yet, but we know there's going to be a boat attraction, right? Yeah. 
and you have living with the land, they're just rebuilding the land pavilion <laughs> at Disney's Animal <laughs> Kingdom. That's what's happening here. Would that be such a bad thing? No, no, I, I, I would have no problem with that. Especially. I would love to see how they grow tomatoes and bananas in, in Pandora. <laughs> on, on Pandora? Uh, yeah. yeah, I I would be very interested to see that as well. And that, that would mean that we'd get a Sunshine Seasons at Disney's Animal Kingdom, mm. which more of those I'm always I'm always a fan of. So That would be a cool restaurant. If it was Sunshine Seasons, but with like an African twist, that would be pretty dope. An African twist or a Pandoran twist? Well, I'm you, afraid in Pandora that they like eat bugs and stuff. So I would maybe theme it more toward Animal Kingdom. Ah, uh, uh, maybe not maybe as put, much. Maybe put that at the entrance to Pandora, or just yeah, outside yeah, yeah. the entrance to Pandora, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. So we we did have the we had the big uh, Banshee attraction ride vehicle thing and. That was cool, but along with that news, which which dropped today, and we're recording as as we normally do on a Thursday here, uh, we also get some I don't know sad news to me, maybe maybe not as much to everybody else, but the uh, Muppet Vision 3D balloon has has finally been taken down. So the the construction over at Hollywood Studios continues, and the balloon is no more. This is for Star Wars Land sightlines. Right. Abs- absolutely 100 yeah, yeah it's it's got to be it's got to be because I, and i and i get that i get that you you can't be on insert star wars planet here and look off in the distance and see <laughs> kermit, kermit the, the frog, frog on a big smiling. yellow balloon yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i can see how that takes you out of it but i i don't know i guess it's just the balloon has been there for a long time and you you just get you get you know it's something you get used to seeing it and now it's gone and I guess at this point they've they've torn up enough of Hollywood studios that it's somewhat <laughs> muted, but it's just a reminder that stuff is going away. And I I still kind of wonder like is are we going to see that on a theme park connection over on eBay in a couple <laughs> of months, or will that somehow find its way back in maybe just in a different position? Can I be super honest? Sure. I saw that story about it getting removed, and I had to go look up a an like a day old picture of. Muppet Vision to see what had been removed. I didn't even recognize in the so picture like you, that anything so, so was you different. So you didn't even remember that the balloon was there? Nope. Huh, okay. I, I did not. So. so so apparently the balloon is would fall, not a big thing. I would fall firmly in the camp of people who did not care. Congratulations, you just cost it, us 10 subscribers. I'm sorry. I, I hope you're proud of yourself. My well, opinions do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the podcast. That's right. That's right. As a whole. Um, so if we're, if, and if we're going to talk closing, there's the closing that's finally happening, I guess, is, is, is the way that I should preface this. Because since sometime in 2015, uh, we were told that Disney Quest would likely be making its way out for some new NBA thing uh, over in Disney Springs or at that that point what still downtown disney right oh yeah definitely yeah yeah so we heard that you kind of thought oh disney disney quest is is on its way out sometime in the near future and the near future apparently is now two years later yeah but, i think they may have hit some snags on the old nba experience yeah maybe one or 23 <laughs> but either way disney quest is now def- Definitely going away for this. 
uh, actually is going to be closing on July 3rd. So I guess if you've never done Disney Quest and Disney Quest is something you wanted to do, you have until July 3rd to make that that emergency trip. And I know that you're going to be making that emergency trip, right, Jeremy? Oh, man. Disney Quest is my favorite thing to do. Uh, I didn't mention it last week because I didn't want to get emotional on the show. Of course. Of uh, course. That simulator roller coaster thing they have there is just amazing. And all the NBA Jam 1998 arcade machines, I'll miss them. So um, have you have you ever actually been inside of Disney Quest? No. Okay, that's that's kind of what I assumed. <laughs> I have seen Disney Quest on the little vacation DVD that I sometimes receive from Walt Disney World uh, as they're trying to remind me that they still exist and that I should come back. Uh, but no, I have never been inside Disney Quest And before. you never went, and thus Disney Quest is now closing. So <laughs> if anybody's upset that Disney Quest is closing, feel free to contact Jeremy <laughs> and blame just... him for never visiting. I mean, I'm sure Disney Quest was great. Uh, and, and when Downtown Disney didn't have... I think, I think when Downtown Disney was like this fledgling thing that honestly didn't really know what it was uh, back when... What was it? The Pleasure Pier? Is that what it was called? Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. And, and it had all those adult-only like clubs and stuff. Uh, I think that Disney Quest, you know, it was something for kids. They had a whole bunch of adult-only stuff on Pleasure Island, and Disney Quest was a thing that kids could do. And now that Disney Springs has a real identity and is is fleshed out and has a lot of really cool uh restaurants, like very it, like unique restaurants, you know, like the Hangar Bar and Morimoto and Steak and all those uh all those restaurants that don't exist anywhere else. Um, and Planet Hollywood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh, how Disney Twitter loves to, loves to hate <laughs> on Planet Hollywood. <laughs> but, in, but anyway, it, it now has this... Spring, Springs knows what it is now. Disney Springs knows, knows what it is and knows what it's there for. And I think Disney Quest doesn't really fit in there anymore. Can, can, I, ask you, can I ask you a question based on this? And, sure. and don't get don't get me wrong. I don't inherently disagree with your your reasoning. It it makes sense to me. Steak, Morimoto, uh, Boathouse, World of Disney, and NBA Experience. Can <laughs> w- would you? I mean, because you know we're making the argument that Disney Quest does not fit in for w- with yeah. what Disney Springs is anymore. Can you share with me exactly how? In and, and admittedly, we don't. Or at least I'm not fully aware of exactly what NBA experience is going to consist of yet. But can you explain to me how NBA experience is going to be the thing and it's going to how that's going to make sense in relation to the rest of Disney Springs? Um, I think that uh, what is going to what makes NBA experience better than Disney Quest, I will say, uh, is that it's it will be. NBA experience will be more modern. I think it'll be a more modern, uh, contemporary kind of entertainment thing that can evolve with, you know, what NBA players are popular. Uh, you know, you can have kind of fantasy sport type things during the season. Um, and merchandise. 
honestly, uh, an a NBA licensed merch shop. Well, and I that's think and that's exactly what Disney Parks Block told us was coming. Is right. you're going to get a restaurant, you're going to get a retail store, and you're going to get a bunch of immerse. What are the what are they calling them? Immersive video productions and interactive experiences. I think was yeah. the the terminology used. Yeah. So I think I think Disney Quest uh, was very very like 1994 you know like there was a lot of motion simulator and virtual reality kind of stuff and and it just was getting a little long in the tooth i have nothing against having entertainment stuff at disney springs because you know it's mostly shopping and eating well Um, and admittedly downtown disney i think felt like a and, and Disney Quest uh, opened in 1998, so if it felt like 1994, <laughs> that's that's probably part of the problem. Uh, but Disney, Disney, downtown Disney as a whole, I think, kind of had that late 90s feel to it at one point, yeah. anyway. And that's yeah. not the feel that Disney Springs has, right? So I think I, you know, I just think the NBA experience is going to be something that can grow better than Disney Quest ever could, and. I think that as long as the NBA is around, that they can kind of keep on making incremental changes to the NBA experience and keep it around for a while, you know? And, and you know, I think that if, if I was to look at uh, Disney Quest and, and point out something, because again, I'm uh, quite honestly, I'm kind of eh, whatever about the fact that Disney Quest is closing. But the thing that is disappointing is I feel like it had the potential to be something like that, to be something that as new technology presented itself, as new opportunities presented themselves to, to change with that, to be more flexible. Um, and, and, but that, that clearly was not what it was. It, it got the stuff that it got in 1998. And I feel like that's kind of what it was. And, and I guess the other upsetting thing there for me would be, you know, they opened the one in Chicago. They had a lot of other ones planned. Like there was this, there was this concept that you would be able to get a a Disney type experience, a virtual uh, Disney park. Yes, a virtual Disney park like without having were, to go to Disney. Right. What they were trying for was a virtual Absolutely. Disney park. Absolutely. But eh, it it you know clearly the the experiment has been over for many many years, and now right. the experiment is fully over uh, as of July third. So. Get, get over there before July 3rd, folks, if you want to go and experience that. So I wanted to talk about the projection mapping in Pandora because it's so funny to me that during park hours, for some reason, they are starting to projection map onto the floating islands. And Hey, hey, uh, hey Jeremy, let's, yeah. let's for just a moment assume that not all of our listeners are geeks. <laughs> and and maybe and maybe projection so go ahead and explain exactly what projection mapping is so that so that everybody can join along with us and so, being amazed so basically what they're going to end up doing is they're going to be projecting something onto the floating islands we don't know what that is at this point um but they're going to be using projectors to put some sort of an image or effect upon the floating islands in Pandora. What so they're think, doing right. Think Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, 
Or the castle pre-show before the fireworks. Right, exactly. That is projection mapping, where some where they're basically putting an image and masking out windows and in, in areas where you know it wouldn't make sense, and basically trying to create this immersive image on this building that looks like it's on on the building, not as if you were projecting a movie onto your bedroom wall and every and, like, and it's funky looking because i left right. my lamp sitting there and right so. right but what they're doing right now in pandora is during park hours they're projecting these like test patterns up onto the um up onto the floating mountains or up onto the floating islands um basically black and white checkerboard patterns uh the red green and blue you know just big blocks of color uh basically to see you know where they need to how they need to move projectors what they need to mask out stuff like that but it's just really it's it's really funny and interesting to me that this is all happening during park hours and there's like you know people in Disney's Animal Kingdom just taking photos of the floating islands with with a black and white checkerboard test pattern on them Right, and I and and we'll actually in the in the show notes have a link. Uh, Blogmickey.com uh, managed to grab some photos as well as actually video of of this happening on the on the islands. And and again, I I think that the interesting part, as you said, is not so much that they're projection mapping because that has to be done in order to get the effects to look right, so the computers know how to generate the right. the models and everything. It's that it's happening while people. So that people can go and see this without having to like sneak in after hours or like be camped out in the parking lot, which is what you'd normally expect somebody With to have to do. With a telephoto lens or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like oh, uh, you know. And, and in fact, on on the on the video over there on Blog Mickey, you can actually you know you hear the you hear the background noise of the park and people mm-hmm. talking and everything. And there's just these random images going across the uh, the floating mountain there, floating island, whatever whatever those things are called uh during it and i think that this speaks to the fact that number one that they that the park is going to open uh or that excuse me that land is going to open soon and maybe the time schedule is a little bit tighter than what some people would probably like yeah for some reason they're they're behind schedule because this i mean this is this is as if Disney started to put the Christmas decorations on Main Street up like two hours before Magic Kingdom closed. You know, like you saw a bunch of cast members out taking down, you know, all the regular decorations and putting Christmas lights up while people were going into the Main Street bakery. Like this just Disney doesn't usually do maintenance type things like that during park hours. So it's pretty interesting. Well, I well, am. What? They, they do. But if they do, it's usually... They're, you know, it's it's kind of like what uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout or, right. you know, the 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 railroad uh, redo over there at Magic they don't, Kingdom. They don't usually do these things during during park hours in view of the guests. Yes, yeah. If if it's something that you can't see, they're going to do it, and if if you can see it, they're going to hide it from you and then do it. Right. But none of that is happening here. And it, right. And, you couldn't unless, again, you did it outside of park hours. So what do you think they're going to be doing? I mean, I don't think they're going to be showing or projecting characters or anything onto those, but... Yet. Is it going <laughs> to... 
I feel like it's going to be lighting effects like sparkling and um, because if you look at the concept art for the boat attraction and everything's very, I, you know, bioluminescent, like we were talking about before, um, I feel like those, those floating islands are going to have a lot of, of like life to them that is digital. So they're covered in practical, you know, moss and, and ivy and stuff like that. But they'll have a liveliness to them that is purely projected. And I, f- right. I feel like that's what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I could see them doing things where, you know, the those otherworldly colors that are totally natural on Pandora and totally abnormal anywhere else. Uh, that's how you're going to possibly get that effect. Also, being able to, I don't know, have banshees fly by, or you know, like you see the, uh, you see the shadows go across the mountain, or uh, I, you know, they could even they could even be planning on using it as part of like a nightly, uh, you know, nightly show type thing. So I, you know, it it opens up a lot of opportunities. I'm really not sure what all they're planning on doing with it, but I. I was I was happy to see that they were doing it because I hadn't thought about them using projection mapping. Though again, it's got to be lit at night somehow, right? Or else it's just going to be nothing up there. Right. Yeah, but you can't I mean, speaking technically, you can't really rely on a projector as a light. You know what I mean? Well, you can't, but who knows? I mean, <laughs> I I I guess, I guess Disney again, has access to a lot very, of very, lamps. Yeah. A lot of lamps. Bolts. That's that's what you have to have. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think the I don't think the projection will be used all night long or I would be surprised if the projection was used all the time again just because of the uh constraints of of projection systems, how much they cost, how how hot they get. Again, there's there's all sorts of technical reasons uh why you probably wouldn't want to do that, but uh, yeah, like I said, for some reason, I, I don't know. I just think, um, at different parts of the night, you'd see it, you know, start to like light up, maybe see, you know, stuff moving up the mountain, uh, in, in response to things going on lower down or something. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that I could see this being used for. But uh, again, it, it, it absolutely could be anything. It could be if Disney wanted it to be, it could be Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> climbing the sure. floating mountains. So, well, and they had talked about uh, environments that were responsive to guests, and so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This whole this whole area just all the stuff that they've announced is really innovative and and pretty cool. So, whatever they're doing on these on these islands, I'm I'm pretty excited for. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. The show is on YouTube now. You can go subscribe on YouTube. Just search for Missing the Mouse. Please go leave a review in iTunes. It helps us to share the show with uh, more and more people. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. 